my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully you guys had a terrific uh, weekend. Uh, just me today. No guests. Uh, and I'm going no notes, no nothing. Just uh, I'm answering some listener mail questions, and I'm going to talk about some weird stuff that happened uh, over the weekend over here in my neck of the woods. Um, and I'm going to keep it a little bit short. I will make it up to you for an extra long episode on Wednesday, I promise. So before I get to everything I want to talk about today, I need to say hi to our friends over at Man Beard Company. Guys, you really need to check out these new sponsors. Man Beard Company is absolutely terrific. They are a small batch beard oil company out of Castroville, Texas. They're 100% owned and operated by military veterans. I talk all the time about the importance of supporting our vets and supporting veteran-owned businesses. These guys are owned and operated by vets. Um, and look, their, their beard oil is terrific. Any Anybody can make beard oil that smells good. Um, and their stuff does smell good. It smells great. Uh, but they, they have a focus on quality. Uh, Man Beard Company Oils have the appropriate amount of fatty acids, vitamin E, and vitamin A to keep your beard in great shape. A lot of beard oils smell great, but they're kind of oily, they're greasy, you know, they don't really feel good on your skin. Not the case. I mean, this 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 stuff is absolutely fantastic. It looks, it makes your beard look great, it feels great, it's not oily, not greasy, smells great, it really is terrific. Guys, look, you're not doing good in the, in the lady department, or maybe your boss is treating you like shit at work, maybe you're your kids don't respect you. Maybe your neighbors don't respect you. It's probably because you don't have a beard. Put the razor down, walk away, grow a beard, and then cherry on top, get yourself some Man Beard Company beard oil. You will not regret it. Ladies, you know your, you know your man looks terrible. Get him some beard oil from Man Beard Company. Go to manbeardco.com. That is manbeardco.com. Use the promo code NOGIMMICKS. That is one word. Use the promo code NOGIMMICKS for a great deal on your order of Man Beard Company Beard Oil. Punch the bear, tame the beard, Man Beard Company. Check them out, Man Beard Company, no, Man Beard Co., rather, dot com, promo code, no gimmicks. Guys, if you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter at No Gimmicks Pod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, or Spotify. If you're on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating and a good review. I'd really appreciate it. All right. Uh, before I get to listener mail, and I do have a, a whole bunch of uh, terrific questions from you guys over on Twitter, I'll try to get to all of them. I'll get to at least as, as many of them as, as I have time for. But I wanted to, to talk about some weird occurrences that happened over the weekend. Uh, this is the first time this has ever happened to me. Uh, for somebody as politically involved as I am, obviously I host this, this podcast. I'm actually an elected official. <laughs> um, you know, this is the first time this has ever happened, believe it or not. But I actually lost a friend over the weekend, over politics, which is very odd. Um, I'm a 31-year-old man. So, <laughs> you know, adult, I could see this happening to teenagers maybe a lot, or maybe college students get real mad at each other over, over their political views. But as, as a grown-ass man, you don't really expect stuff like this to happen. And uh, So basically, I'm not going to you know, call anybody out by, by name, obviously, obviously but... <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I live in Toledo, Ohio. Toledo, Ohio is is about seventy five twenty five Democrat. It's one of the most uh, heavily Democratic cities in the entire Midwest. 
Um, you know, my congressional district uh, hasn't had a Republican representing the district since the late 70s. Um, our Democratic far left congresswoman wins with with somewhere between 80 and 85 percent of the vote every two years. I mean, that, that's the 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 political demographics of, of my hometown. Okay, It's very far left. So most of my friends are on the left. A lot of my family members are on the left. You, you know, that, it's not a big deal. I mean, I, I don't care. I don't care who you vote for. It's none of my business. <laughs> and because I'm an adult, uh, I actually enjoy. I, I enjoy talking politics. I enjoy talking about important issues with people that disagree with me. I mean, that's how you grow and learn as a human being. Like, I want to hear other perspectives. You know, I figured that most other responsible adults do as well. Apparently, that's not the case. <laughs> Apparently, unfortunately, that is not the case. Uh, a lot of our friends are, are wildly on the left, and that's fine. I don't care. Um, but a lot of them say really offensive stuff about conservatives, about Republicans a lot online. I'm never in person, but, uh, you know, online. And I don't care. I don't even get on Facebook. You know, I, I'm on Twitter a lot, but I don't really use Facebook or Instagram too much. Um and I, I basically don't engage with people when they do post political stuff on the internet anyway. I mean, like, I mean, even even on Twitter, like, I get a lot of hate just doing this podcast. I get a lot of hate from the left, and I, I usually just ignore it. Like, I don't, like, I don't care. I'm not going to engage with random people on, on the internet or whatever. Like, like I said, I'm 31. Like, I don't really have the time for that. But, you know, my, my wife sees what a lot of her friends post on on Facebook and stuff, and a lot of it's, like, really offensive, just really mean, mean-spirited. Uh, not just against you know Republican or conservative politicians, but against you know, Republicans and conservatives themselves. Um, and so she screenshotted what a friend of ours said, and and it was something along the lines of, uh, you know, Trump Trump voters or Trump supporters are one of two things: either too stupid to know what they're doing, or too evil to care, or something. It was just ridiculous, you know, bloviating nonsense. And. It, I, I don't care. I don't care what anybody says on the internet. I have pretty thick skin. Nothing really bothers me, but it, it bothers my wife, and, and, you know, she's a woman, and she cares more about <laughs> what her friends think uh, than, than than I do. Uh, I think that's a typical male-female kind of thing. Um, you know, not to sound sexist or anything, but it, women tend to care what their friends think about them more than more than men do. Um and I knew it was hurting her feelings. So I, I did something I never do as I commented on this guy's Facebook status. And I'm like, all right, look, man, like, am I stupid or am I evil? If, if all Trump voters are stupid or evil, am I stupid or evil? And then I, I was a little upset. So I, I posted another comment. How about my mother? <laughs> is, is, is my mother? My mother voted for Trump. Is she, is she stupid or evil? You know, my mom has a master's degree and uh, is a executive at at the largest nonprofit organization in Northwest Ohio. So she's obviously not stupid, so apparently this this guy's calling my mother evil. Uh, he got all, you know, and, you know, went crazy and started sending a really mean messages to a group chat with my wife and, and other people and basically saying, oh, I, I don't want you people in my life anymore because you you support Trump and Trump's a racist bigot, blah, 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 blah. Like he's, you know, as if he's the victim or something like that. Like he, like he said something offensive about Republicans and now he's the victim and he just can't stand being our friends because we're so evil or something like that. It's just unbelievable. Oh, and by the way, you, you couldn't tell from the story. You're probably thinking this is like a, a teenager or something. No, this is like a 35-year-old grown man with like a job and a house and a wife and stuff like that, like a contributing member of society. Like you, you might assume like, oh, this is this clearly a 13-year-old girl because nobody would would want to not be friends with someone because of their political beliefs 
unless you're like a teenager or maybe like some degenerate kid on a college campus or something. No, this is like a 35-year-old man <laughs> saying he doesn't want to be uh, friends with us because we voted for Trump. All right, fine, you know, fine. Good riddance. Bigot. I mean, this guy's a bigot. I mean, he, he's basically saying he hates half the country. He hates Republicans. He hates Trump supporters. Okay, I mean, that's bigoted. I mean, that's literally bigotry. I mean, if you hate half the country because they don't vote the way you want them to vote, you're no better than a racist. You're no better than a sexist or a homophobe or an anti-Semite. It's all bigotry. Hating people for their political views? You're a bigot. I mean, how about judge people by the content of their character? Obviously, Martin Luther King Jr. meant that racially, saying, judge, don't, I don't want to be judged by the color of my skin, but the content of my character. But we can expand that out to anything. Don't judge people by their political beliefs. Judge them by the content of their character. Like an adult. And I don't care. Like, when, uh, when, people, when people on the left, like, make fun of Trump or make fun of, like, whatever, you know, Governor DeWine or Senator Portman or, like, here in Ohio, you know, like, any, anybody— I, I don't care if they make fun of politicians. I think it's our patriotic duty as Americans to make fun of politicians. Like, even the politicians we like should still be ridiculed constantly. Like, I make fun of everybody. Made fun of Obama, make fun of Trump, make fun of Bush, make fun of Bernie Sanders, make fun of Ted Cruz, make fun of everybody. Even the politicians you like, they're still politicians. All politicians are, they're just glorified post office workers. We pay their salaries, they work for us. <laughs> I encourage you to make fun of the politicians you don't like. Make fun of the politicians you do like. <laughs> you know what I mean? I have no problem with that. I mean, I talk shit about politicians all the time. I get paid to talk shit about politicians, for goodness sakes. But you don't make fun of their supporters. You don't hate their supporters. Like, you can hate this president. You can hate the last president. You can hate whoever. I think Bernie Sanders is a horrible person. I think he's a communist. I think he'd be terrible for the country if he were elected president. I know people. I have family members. I have friends, close friends, that voted for Bernie Sanders in 2016. I don't judge them for that. And the man's a communist. Like, he, he espouses the political ideology that led to the largest genocide in human history. Over 110 million people dead. The communists killed something like 20 times as many people as Hitler. And I still don't judge those people for voting, voting for Bernie Sanders. I judge Bernie Sanders. I dislike Bernie Sanders, but I don't dislike anybody that supports him. I might think my friends that vote for Bernie are misguided. I, maybe I wish they felt differently, but I don't judge them. I don't look down on them. I don't hate them. It's unbelievable. And this guy, after saying he doesn't want to be our friend and everything, he's... Try try to cause more division between me and my wife and uh, you know some more of our friends and you know, well, you know I, I'm not the only person that feels this way about you guys you know in our group of friends I'm like okay who else who else feels that way cowards come say it to my face another funny thing about this guy uh, who will remain nameless like he's been over to my house like a dozen times we've actually had conversations about politics that were very friendly like. He's brought it up, I brought it up, and, yeah, well, I agree with you here, I disagree with you here, agree to disagree on this, you know, like, it's whatever, everything was fine. And then he goes home and, you know, pulls out his iPhone and says that all Trump voters are evil and stupid. Well, what's the difference? I mean, you've sat in my house over some drinks and good food, and we've talked politics, and you were quiet as a mouse. 
Why acting like a tough guy on the internet? Maybe because if you insult my wife in front of me, if you call my wife stupid and evil, I'll knock you out. Everybody's a tough guy. Everybody's a tough guy with their iPhone. Everybody's a tough guy behind a keyboard. I'm a tough guy in real life. Fuck around and find out. Nobody is going to call my wife stupid and or evil. In person. If they don't want to be separated from their consciousness. Everybody's a tough guy on the internet. Good riddance. What a joke. And by the way, by the way, just from a strategic point, if he's trying to get, if people like this saying super mean and, and evil things about Republicans and conservatives, if, they, if they're actually trying to convince people to vote the way they want them to vote, they wouldn't behave like this. Like, why is Hillary Clinton not the president of the United States? If Hillary Clinton did not call Trump supporters a basket of deplorables and irredeemable, she'd be president. I truly believe that. I think she turned off enough independents, enough women, enough swing voters to say, wow, what a horrible thing to say about your fellow countrymen. What a horrible thing to say about half of the American electorate. Like, you're a bad person. If she wouldn't have said that, if, go, if she just kept attacking Trump, if she just attacked Trump as viciously as she wanted, but refrained from attacking his voters, she'd be president of the United States. So even just from a strategic point, it just makes no sense. Like, it's just, like I said, it's our making fun of politicians, going after politicians is as American as apple pie. I encourage it. <laughs> Do not go after their voters. I insult Bernie Sanders on every podcast. I don't think I've ever insulted Bernie Sanders voters. And I won't, because I would be wrong. Let's jump into some listener mail. I'll get to uh, as many questions as I can. What is Joe Biden's best... (laughs) Talk about attacking voters. What's Joe Biden's best voter insult? And if he insults enough voters, will that win him the nomination? (laughs) So this goes back to... This goes right back to insult politicians. Don't insult the voters. It makes no sense. My goodness. From a strategic point, it makes no sense. Yeah, what was the the latest from Joe Biden? He somebody in uh, in New Hampshire made fun of him for getting shellacked in Iowa, and he uh, he called him like a a horse faced pony soldier or something like that. I don't know if that's supposed to be referencing something or if he's just completely senile and he was just saying whatever words came into his mind. But the the best Joe Biden insult is look fat. I mean, that's just the best. Like, I still just if I'm just feeling down that day i'll just tweet look fat look comma fat because that's like the funniest thing a politician has ever said and like he clearly was going to call the guy like a fat ass or something say look fat ass but he stopped but he didn't stop soon enough because he's 80 years old and senile so (laughs) look fat is is for sure the best joe biden insult uh next my goodness it's from a buddy of mine what's the biggest piece of advice to grow a good full volume beard well, thank you for asking. The uh, first step is to go to manbeardcode.com. Uh, use the promo code NOGIMMICKS to get <laughs> a great deal on uh, your order of premium beard oil, which will make your beard feel, smell, and look terrific. But look, if you're just like beard challenged, you're beardedly challenged, like your beard just doesn't grow in very thick, like honestly what you have to do, and it's super annoying, but there's just no way around it. Like I couldn't grow a good beard until I was like 24 or 25 years old. Like I'm, I'm Irish- I just, I don't know, man. Like, it's, it's, I still don't have like the thickest beard in the world, but like, you just gotta, 
just shave, just shave it completely down, and then just put the razor down, walk away for like four months. You got to just deal with it. You got to just man up and not shave for like literally several months. And like you're going to go through that awkward phase where your beard just looks terrible. You know, it's all patchy and weird and it just doesn't look good. But you have to. Like if you just let it go, like if it takes a couple months, three months, six months, whatever it takes, just put the razor down, walk away, just let it grow. Just let it come in on its own. And if you just stop shaving for a while, like it will come in. It just takes a long time. And then once you kind of like break the dam a little bit, like once it does, like you just, you don't shave for four months or whatever, then it'll just come in thicker and it'll grow faster and stuff. At least that's what worked for me. Next question. What is the worst podcast you've ever listened to? (laughs) I've been asked like what my favorite podcast is several times in like several different genres, but what's the worst podcast you've ever listened to? Like, I don't, I don't listen to podcasts that I know I'm not going to like. Like I I have a list of podcasts that are kind of like my, my repeat offenders, my go-to podcasts. Um, but like there's some bad Joe Rogan podcasts because I mean, look, Joe Rogan's the goat. He's the greatest of all time. He is the granddaddy of podcasting. Like he's the man. Like I don't even know if like what I do would be possible uh, without Joe Rogan, like paving the way. And he has the biggest podcast in the world, like ten to fifteen downloads per episode. It's like ridiculous, like Game of Thrones numbers, right? But like he talks to people from all walks of life. A lot of people he doesn't know well or at all. And his podcast is at least three hours long. So like. Not every guest he has on his show can hack that. Like it, it. Not everybody can sit down and have like an entertaining, intelligent conversation for three hours. You know what I mean? Um, and so he's had some stinkers. You know, and I know this might offend some of you guys because she's a you know quote unquote conservative. But he, uh, Joe Rogan, had Candace Owens on his podcast like maybe like a year ago or something. And uh, it, it, I know some of you guys might like Candace Owens. I'm not really a fan, but you know whatever. It's not not really the point. Uh, but like I, I made it maybe 20 minutes into to the Candace Owens episode on, on Joe Rogan. It was like, I just couldn't handle it. It was so uncomfortable. Like this, this woman was just clearly not ready for prime time. Like she was not ready for that platform. And she kept saying just like, just dumb stuff. And Joe Rogan was trying to bail her out. Like he was throwing her escape ropes over and over and she was rejecting them. Like she went on this tirade about how like, climate change is fake (laughs) like just like just a blanket like nope they're all liars it's like democrat propaganda climate change isn't real and joe rogan's like well like i think you mean like what i think you mean that like you don't believe human beings have that much of an effect on the climate it's mostly like you know natural occurrences and stuff and she's like nope nope it's all lie nope global warming not real climate change not real he's like well the climate does change though you know like in the 70s it was we had a cooling trend and people were concerned about global cooling and afraid we were going to go into another ice age. And, and then in the last 15 years or so, we've, you know, there's been a warming trend and now people are worried about global warming. So like the climate does change. It doesn't just stay the same. You're not going to have the same weather every year, <laughs> depending on where you are in the world. You know, like the climate does change. She's like, nope, all fake. It's like, okay, God, gosh, stop, stop, stop. Of course, climate change is real. Even if you don't think human beings have anything to do with it. Like, the climate does change. You can't deny that. Personally, I think it's somewhere in the middle. I don't think human beings are 100% responsible for climate change, but I think we do have some adverse effects on the climate and are contributing to global warming. I don't know if it's 50-50 or 60-40, 40-60. I don't know. I think it's a mixture between natural climate change and and man-made 
uh, carbon emissions and stuff like that. I think it's kind of right there in the middle. And <laughs> anyway, so I had to turn that podcast off with Candace Owens. She just was just denying reality itself, and I just I couldn't handle it. Next question. How hot is Nate McMillan's seat? The Pacers have lost five straight games. Uh, Nick McMillan is the uh, the coach of the Indiana Pacers. Uh, you should know better than to ask me this question because the answer is, who cares? I've said this before on the podcast. Regular season basketball does not matter. Like, the basketball season starts in May when the playoffs start. I love playoff basketball, but literally there's only, like, ten teams – that are relevant in the entire NBA. The season is way too long. It starts in September. It ends at the end of June. I mean, come on. That's ridiculous. A 10-month season? Preposterous. Way too much. And yeah, most of these teams... Well, you can ask me about the Cavs next. Cleveland Cavs. They haven't lost five straight. They've lost like 25 straight games. They're abysmal. It's ridiculous. It's like Kevin Love and a janitor and the guy serving beer. And a mop and bucket. That's the Cleveland Cavaliers starting lineup. It's pathetic. Anyway... Ask me about basketball in May, not before May. Next question. What do you make of Bernie Sanders saying that you cannot be a Democrat if you're pro-life? Yeah, this one, holy crap. Um, Like, I'm not, I mean, I I know a lot of pro-life Democrats, actually. I mean, a a lot of, you don't have to be far left to be a Democrat. I know a lot of, especially in like a blue-collar union town like Toledo, Ohio, a lot of the Democrats I know are not far left. I mean, I know a lot of people on the far left too, but a lot of them are just like your run-of-the-mill union workers who are their father and their grandfather were in the union too, and they always vote Democrat. And but they're still like you know conservatives essentially, and they have like traditional uh, values on on things like abortion and stuff like that. So I know a lot of uh, pro-life Democrats. I know a lot of pro-choice Republicans. I know a ton of pro-choice Republicans. You know, like I, I don't the whole like. Uh, purity tests for party membership is just really weird especially like in, a, in an election year <laughs> like i mean even if uh the percentage of democrats that are pro-life even if it's only 10 15 20 percent whatever it's like bernie sanders is saying hey that 15 percent of the democratic party don't vote for me it's like that's that's weird like just from a strategic standpoint like doesn't seem like the best sales pitch for your campaign like, <laughs> like don't you want every don't you want to be president like don't you want like literally everybody to vote for you it's real weird. The purity tests are weird. And it's really not, like, for all the Republicans' flaws, and Lord knows there's a million of them, the Republicans drive me crazy, but there aren't any of these, like, purity tests like like abortion is on, on the left. Like, there's pro-life Republicans, there's pro-choice Republicans, you know? There's Keynesian Republicans, there's Austrian Republicans. There's, you know, there's libertarians, like Thomas Massey, Rand Paul. There's big government kind of war hawk guys, like, like uh, you know, like a Lindsey Graham or a, a Dan Crenshaw, something like that. There's you know, gun rights absolutists. There's people that want restrictions on gun rights. There's all these, you know, now that you mentioned it, there, there probably should be some, <laughs> some kind of purity test, at least on like guns or on economics or something on the right. But anyway, the point is if you're trying to win elections, why would you want to alienate like a big chunk of your electorate? That doesn't really make any sense to me. So yeah, obviously not even to talk about the merits of, of what he said, which are absolutely insane, just strategically, just electorally, it makes absolutely no sense why you'd want to alienate a considerable percentage of, of the people in your party. It's not even his party. He's a registered independent who calls himself a socialist. He's not even a Democrat. My goodness. Yeah, all kinds of weird. I don't know who's advising Bernie Sanders, but they should definitely be fired because they're doing a terrible job. 
Okay, this this next question I can't answer because I've for somehow for some reason I've missed this question this uh this story completely and I will look it up and I'll discuss it on the next podcast. Um, I don't really know what this means uh, and I didn't have any time to look it up this morning. So, what are your thoughts on the New Orleans Saints covering up for sex crimes in the Catholic Church? Is this real? That I mean, did the Saints have? something to do with with covering up these these sex crimes by priests or something like that's horrific if if true uh, I don't and I don't know what you mean like players like Drew, Drew Brees and, and and Mike Thomas or, or you're talking you know the ownership or, or the front office or I don't know I'm, I'm gonna look it up and I will comment it on it later honestly I, I for some reason have missed this story and uh, it sounds horrific if it's true though so I will I will look it up um, last question. Uh, top three favorite fast food places. Um, I mean, I don't, are there three good fast food joints? I mean, uh, Whataburger is, is the best in terms of just hamburgers. Um, from a fast food place, Whataburger is the best. I, they're, they're not around here in the Midwest. They're basically just down South. They're big in Texas and all through the deep South. Uh, Whataburger is terrific. Chick-fil-A is good, you know. Um, Chick-fil-A's solid. I like their salads a lot. Um, I mean, like McDonald's, Burger King, they're trash. Taco Bell is essentially just dog food in a shell. Um, sorry to all my West Coast friends. I know this is going to, this is basically like blasphemy to you people living on the West Coast, but In-N-Out is garbage. In-N-Out is terrible. It's like, it's literally just McDonald's, but worse. And I don't know, everybody that lives on the West Coast just loves In-N-Out for some reason. I remember, like, the first time me and the guys in the band were, were did a West Coast tour. It was like, oh, have you, have you tried In-N-Out yet? Let's go to In-N-Out. Like, yeah, we tried it. It's garbage. It's, like, it's horrible. It's, like, it's literally worse than McDonald's, if that's possible. It's terrible, terrible food. So, I don't know, Chick- Chick-fil-A, Whataburger. Uh, I mean, I don't really like fast food, but I, Dunkin' Donuts. I love Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Are they fat? I mean, they serve food, and they have a drive through so I think that counts. There you go. Dunkin' Donuts coffee, Chick-fil-A, Whataburger. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. All right. Thanks, you guys. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, thank you again to our sponsors, Manbeard Company, manbeardco.com, promo code no gimmicks. Uh, and thank you guys for all the, the great feedback I've been getting lately. I really do appreciate it. Love you guys. I appreciate you. I'll be talking at you again on Wednesday. That's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Wednesday. No gimmicks. Oh.